0: Hey, this is Derek D-Train too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by
1: KingTalkGraphics.com.
0: Are you looking for a better way to promote
1: your business? Have You ever thought about a new sign, window film, clear coat, or even wrapping your vehicle? Think about it. All the time you spend in your car driving around Raleigh, North Carolina, a vehicle wrap can be working right alongside you. A clear branding strategy can make the difference between your next call or not. If you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, check them out at KingTuckGraphics.com. Your satisfaction with your products and service is guaranteed. So go online to KingTuckGraphics.com and check them out. Get a free quote and get started with KingTuckGraphics.com.
2: back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We have episode 71 tonight. We have all the usual suspects sitting in with us tonight. We have our producer, Patrick Uncle Hardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our IT guy, our local nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, I am Amanim. The all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweet O? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark, the Dr. Morley. Oh, Doctor. Two guests tonight, longtime friend of the Blue Line Hockey Club, Johnny Shay shay Shaver. What's up, Shay Shay?
3: Hey boys, thanks for having
2: me. <laughs> you got hey, it. And the Red Wings goalie Jimmy Howard. What's up, Jimmy? What's up guys? Thanks for having me. Shaver, is this your first and last podcast?
3: this is my hat trick this is my third and final I gotta hang them up after
2: this <laughs> audition for future podcasts right here Johnny it'll be a quick one
4: <laughs> so
5: didn't you guys go uh, hang out at a golf tournament out in Detroit this summer yeah the, uh, the golf club that I belong to out here the Detroit golf club we actually hosted the Rocky Mortgage Classic this year uh, oh wow first PGA, yeah first PJ tour ever to be hosted within a major city limit like a lot of these you know really nice golf horses they're out on the you know So this is the first time ever that tour actually came and was inside you know the Detroit major uh, city lines, and you know they had a tournament, which was it went off pretty much without a hitch, except for you know some transportation issues. But it was pretty, uh, it was pretty seamless. So did you get any
2: perks being a member there
5: for the tournament? Did I get any perks? Like did you? Really? Were the me- if I wanted to go to the bathroom, and I could DJ in the morning. I could have. Wow. <laughs> hey, ow. <Yeah>. Oh yes.
2: <laughs> what about Shaver? Was he allowed in there?
5: He was. Uh, I was you? Allowed, you didn't get to go up to the locker room though, right?
3: Uh no, I actually got to stand outside the bathroom and hand out the towels. for their hands no it was good it was uh actually my first time being at a pga tour event and i'll probably never be able to go to another one because we had a suite on the 18th uh we went over to uh jimmy's friends (laughs) that were over on 14 and 15 in the corner of a par 5 and the par 3 in private tents up there and uh we were taken care of. It was pretty amazing.
1: You tie on a good one?
5: Uh, we yeah, we did on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, was, Saturday was good. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday might have been a little bit better. <laughs>
1: nice. Who won that tournament? I don't. I forgot all about that.
5: Nate Lashley. Uh, yeah, Nate Lashley. Came out. So, of what, about,
2: so what about you guys? Who's the better golfer? Jimmy or Shaver?
5: Depends on who's driving the ball better. He does hit a I long go, ball. I, I, I can go sideways. <laughs> and right right now with the driver, I it's left. My miss is left. And with Detroit Golf Club, it's, a, it's an old Donald Ross like it's one of the oldest in the United States and uh, it's all tree lined. like it doesn't look that like it's that bad but it is like if you miss you better miss hard or you're staring at double bogey right down the barrel of the ground
1: what are you shooting these days Shary? Uh
5: usually fireball after the round 6-7 <laughs> <laughs>
4: Fireball. <laughs> there you
3: go. Uh, no, I don't. It all depends on me. Like uh, we only play at the eight park once a week. I can shoot anywhere from a 37 to a 62, depending on uh, my mental state and my uh, my chipping is just unbelievable.
1: Does the medication work for golf? Also,
3: <laughs> uh, I got to double up on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> My father always oh, oh, told he, me, he goes, "Listen, partner, He goes, "My dad always said, athletically, golf is your game, but mentally, it's not for you. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a battle. Yeah,
5: it's a battle for most people.
2: Yeah, plus there's not too yeah. much grass on that course right now. So no, so. it's just hard, man. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you shoot?
5: How do you golf? Uh, i'm a 10 handicap nice so i could be i can be anywhere you know i can shoot shit you not anywhere from the high 70s to freaking high 90s depending on the day <laughs> you taking yeah. caddies with you when you go out there or are you just taking
2: a cart? do i take say that again you, do you have a caddy that goes out with you or are you just taking a cart? we have
5: we have a caddy program and like saturday mornings there's always like a big uh skins game so whenever i get the chance to play with that during the summer i try to take advantage of that and most guys, you know, walk, so we do take caddies, so it's, uh, uh, you know, it's fun. But uh, uh, the majority of the time, uh, we do ride, though.
2: Yeah, I wish I had a caddy. I could blame somebody else beside myself. Fortunately, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into a little bit of some hockey talk here. Um, so we, you signed a, a one-year deal, was it in March last year, right?
5: Yeah, somewhere in there, late, late February, early March. Some, Yeah, somewhere in there. So that's remember. cool.
2: And they have a... Uh, I know I read read a little bit about you know you're excited to stay in Detroit. I mean you must feel like that's home now for you. You've been there for a while. It's kind of like the one team you've been with,
5: pretty much your home. home. This will be home for for all of us, my family and I, for the remainder of the kids growing up at least. uh, You know, with the with them having their schools, you know, their schooling here, their friends, all their activities, their sports, sports stuff. Like this, this is home. (laughs) Even if you know we got to move for. A year or two, maybe down the line, you know, this will forever be home. And uh, it's something, you know, it's something unique now where you don't really see that anymore with the salary cap area where I can say, you know, I've spent 14 years here. and You know, it's been pretty remarkable.
2: Yeah, no, it's great. We're glad to see you come back. Uh, I don't know what it would be like to see you without a Red Wings jersey on. So that's pretty cool. What's so? What's it like having Stevie Y back in front front office?
5: I haven't I haven't spoken to him yet. He's been so busy, you know, over the course of the summer, uh, you know, revamping things, and uh, you know, obviously, he's got a place in the, the Muskoka's north of Toronto that, he, you know, him and his family go to for parts of the summer. So we've missed each other. And, you know, right now they're gearing up for prospect stuff. They've got, you know, all the coaches in town trying to get, plan everything out for training camp. So it's been pretty busy. You know, we haven't really seen them um, yet really around the room, but, uh, you know, hopefully that changes in, you know, the next uh, couple of days because, you know, obviously next week with the prospects starting off and that tournament up in Traverse City, like, you know, you barely see them. Yeah,
2: you guys are going to get into it pretty soon here. I think the first preseason game is like the 16th, a couple of weeks here. 17th,
5: yeah. 17th.
2: The Chicago Blackhawks at home. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Do you, do you start I think, do you start in those games, or do they have, like, um,
5: you know, some of the younger guys play? uh no that first game will be mine uh, just not sure whether or not i'm going to play the first half or the first two-thirds of it yet still trying to feel it out and uh you know see what they want to give for you know other guys so it's uh you know right now they're just trying to dial you know the coaching staff and the management everything you know they're trying to dial everything in so when we get to training camp when we get to up to traverse city you know everything runs smoothly and you know you know your schedule beforehand and uh uh you know it's just uh you know it's it's nice to know because when you know your schedule beforehand you know a lot of us here we have families even though we're starting to go younger so it's not the case but uh uh You know, for us, you know, guys that have families, it's nice knowing your schedule going in.
0: No doubt. What's the what's your outlook for the season, Jimmy? I mean, uh, I mean, I know it's some of the stuff that all of us have read has you guys, you know, pick as like a surprise team to come out. Kind of like the Islanders were last year, though. So, you know, what's your outlook? What's the expectation?
5: Well, you know. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Like uh, you know, every team, you know, those surprise teams like the Islanders last year. You know, they they had their big guys rolling all year long, and all of a sudden, you know, they got the uh, you know the goaltending that they needed, and and everyone's talking about them. So you know, I think we're in that same position. You know, we're going to need you know those young guys that finished really strong last year. Hopefully, you know, we pick up right where we left off uh, the end of the season last year, and you. You know, try to just get something you know rolling because last year you know we dug ourselves in the bowl early. You know, I forget how many games we lost in a row before we actually won one, but uh, I know it was pretty decent. But uh, uh, you know, it's all about you gotta you gotta hit the ground running. That's basically what you gotta do because in this league now, and everyone talks about the parity, but it's true. As soon as those teams that you know take off, and you know you get to that quarter quarter pole and thanksgiving if you're if you're putting yourself in a hole you need basically a christmas miracle to get out of it
4: hey did you guys did you guys uh name a captain yet jimmy
5: no we have not
4: any any guesstimations <laughs> on who that might be or
5: dylan i <laughs> That's what everyone's assuming, you know, even out here everyone's assuming like he's going to be the next captain. Now, whether or not they give it to him yet or they decide to, you know, roll with 3A's, as much as I'd like that position like to have that uh, decision, but uh, you know, that's still that's the coaching staff and, you know, Stevie's Stevie's decision. So, uh, you know, if he keeps if he keeps going in the the direction that he's gone, like undoubtedly he's going to be the next captain. But, like,
4: is, is he like the man in the locker room? Are or, or guys looking up to him or what?
5: I think we, like, he's, he's so funny. Like, I, I love the kid. I hang out with him all the time. Like, he's he's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, we like to have a good time together. Uh, but he's he also knows, even at the young age, uh, 22 now, like, when to be serious, you need to be serious. And uh, um, it's one of those traits, uh, you know, that's good, good to have because, you know, you in this league, it's a long, grinding season, and uh, you know, what, every once in a while, you just uh, need to have fun. Speaking of fun,
2: when you guys have like a team get together, and you know, some of the old—I think Shaver's getting beat up by his wife or something. <laughs> she slammed his door.
3: <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> I had to Another open the—I I had to open the liquor cabinet up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You need to grease that grease thing up. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even
2: know. I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. Yeah, I think it was. What I was going to say is that you know, some of the older guys in the team. If you have a team function, can you tell the younger guys are still partying a lot harder? They don't have families to go home. Go home to kids getting up in, at six in the morning, shit like that. The younger guys get after it pretty hard.
5: Most, most definitely, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I would say we're one of the tamer teams, though, in the NHL, even with our young guys. Like uh, we, you know, guys are you know, pretty responsible when when they uh, you know, pick their places. Like <laughs> it was like <laughs> what was it? Uh Last year, when who came out with that article about a team that went out all night and they got kicked out of the restaurant in Vegas, and they won the next night. Everyone <laughs> assumed that was us. We like, no, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> even though we were out of the playoffs, like, it, it wasn't us. Like, we we're, you know, guys are, guys are still dialed in. They know this business. They know it's a, you know, it's your livelihood. So, you know, when, when they do, when they do pick their spots, it's, it's fun to watch them go and it's fun to, you know, hear the stories the next i in the dressing room. Oh, I'm sure. Got to live vicariously these days. Yes, very vicariously. <laughs> I don't. I
0: really leave
5: my house anymore.
0: <laughs> are you? You're bad. Are you battling it out for like one of the oldest guys on the team right now? Aren't
5: you? I am. The only the only two other guys older than me now are Trevor Daly and Jonathan Harrison. He's older by me by a solid month. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. He added one more. Valtteri Phillips pool is beginning of March on the 4th.
1: So I know we asked Jimmy how uh, his team looks this upcoming year. Let's ask uh, Shaver since he's a super fan. We'll ask you. What's, so, uh, what's Detroit going to look like this year, John?
5: Uh,
1: it, Sorry, all depends attention. on. I'm, I'm talking about
5: putting the poor guy on the spot. I know. He follows you guys pretty close, so
4: he knows. We'll start with an easier well, question. Well, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's you a real question. One, uh, one kid,
5: you know, I'll, I'll throw this in before the shaver says anything. The one kid <laughs> that's been very impressive so far, I've been skating now with him uh, for two weeks, is that uh, Joe Bolano his name yeah. right shaver <laughs> yes he was picked it, he was your 30th yeah. pick
3: last year right
5: yes he's he's yeah. been really impressive so far J- just skating and the captain's practices but the number cool one
3: pick guy. this year
1: philippe uh the german zadina Z-
5: zadina. zadina he's a, he, oh, oh zadina, he's not over here yet oh okay are you talking about the d-man that we took in the uh like this year
1: yeah your number one pick this
5: year yeah he's uh he's a big boy for 19 years old. You can't believe the size of him. He's got a long reach, uh, and he's a very nice kid. Like you tell him, he's basically he's so nice. Like you tell him, you tell him he does something wrong. He goes, okay. Well, how do I have to do it? And it's broken English. <laughs> 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 no, no, you're you're not you're not that bad. Like you're fine, but, <laughs> uh, but it's your here issue, right? upon the tears kind of fun to see. It's kind of fun to see those those type of kids like uh Joe's the same way, you know, he's one of those kids, he's very humble, very, you know, respectful and you, you don't always get that anymore cuz nowadays these young kids they they come and they expect everything just handed to them. Yeah, it's a
2: generation these days seems like for everything. Yep. All right. All right, Shaver. Let's get the rundown of what you think is going to happen. Give C.D. White some advice here. What's going on you this year? Uh, I, I think if
3: I think uh, a big thing is staying healthy because they had a lot of injuries last year at the beginning of the year. To I think they started. Would you guys start four rookie defensemen the first ten or twelve games of the season, which isn't ideal to start your season, especially for goalie. Uh, five. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I think you're going to get 80 points again from Larkin. His plus-minus is going to be better. Two way, uh, Bertuzzi's going to come into it. Mantha, asking to see you. You're going to get the back, which helps as your third line center. Hopefully, um, maybe he could be slotted as the two. Basically, it's all defense for them because their defense, when they get the puck, can start to the break out. They're really quick, but they just aren't. Uh, as physical as some other teams and they get hemmed in a little bit and that's when trouble starts. I think last year Jimmy gave up the most uh like prime opportunities out of any goalie that started in the NHL. And uh halfway through the year, he was the only goalie that had a save percentage over nine twenty that was on a non playoff team. So it's just kind of defensively their zone. Definitely. Good
5: insight. we just, we, What's we, we also need, you know, scoring. We can't rely on Atkinson, Mo, Larks, and Burt to do it every single night. You know, like we need other guys to, you know, start chipping in because winning every single night in this league, 2-1, you know, one nothing, 3-2, like we all know this is a league that's, it's a race to three. There's going to be three goals scored, you know on most most nights occasionally you yeah know? yeah
2: that's a big thing now there's so many goals scored I mean you see so many games where it'll be like five six even seven goals scored I mean that's that'd be yeah. frustrating as a goalie when you you're in a game no, it's like this is the
5: way this is the way the league wants to go so you know there's a lot more power plays um you know obviously with the rule changes you know guys are free to you know go to the net as, as they please so I t th- I kinda of feel bad for the defensemen because it kinda of, kinda of leaves them on an island like in the old days where they able to, you know, latch hold of a guy or, you know, put the stick on him? they can't do that anymore. They're going straight to the box. So for a defenseman nowadays it strictly becomes down to skating and, you know, being able to keep up with these forwards, put yourself in between them and the goalie. Yeah,
2: and you must be seeing a lot more man down um than you used to too, because there's so many penalties called now. It's something you just focus on.
5: I mean, anyone try. Anytime you try to impede somebody going to the mat, uh, you know, you get your stick up on, you know, a player's hand, even, you know, if it's one-handed, you know, up there, they'll call it. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the players, you know, they have to be, they have to have it in the back of their mind when they're out there playing. Like, you know, you got to check through the body and, you know, check through the hands and, you uh, uh, you know, with your body and not use your stick or and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, power plays have gone up, but to be honest with you, I don't, I think scoring has gone up all that much, though. Even with the all the rule changes and you know the increase in uh, penalties, but you do see a lot more of those crazy nights where teams get blown out, and you know you have the high-scoring games for for some reason. I don't know.
4: Uh, so, Jimmy, tell me, uh, you know, tell us, uh, listeners, a little bit about Jeff Blasio. I don't know much about him. Um, you know what's his style like? Uh, is he respected in the locker room? Um, you know some of that stuff. Yeah, Blash, is,
5: Blash has all of our respect. Um, you know, I I love him. You know, he's one of those guys. He's a communicator. You know, he'll he'll talk to you. If you have you know an issue and you bring it up to him, he'll he'll you know he'll sit down. He'll listen to you and he'll explain his side things and you will take years into consideration you know it's it, it's not one of those things where uh you know you get someone like babs where it's like no it's, this is the way it's going you know so he's uh he's one of those guys which is great because you know then you know you don't feel like you're walking on eggshells and actually talk to him uh and you know i find that very useful you know being you know communicating especially since it's such a you know it's such a long season and you know he has to have you know his pulse on the team so you know that's one thing that he's always doing is calling them you know the the captains and and talking to them about days off and, and and stuff like that and uh you know he's uh He's very good. He runs very up-tempo, very, very up-tempo practice. Um, you know, there's not a lot of downtime, which, you know, I personally personally like. I like going out there and just, you know, hammering things out, you know, just uh, let's get out here, let's go to work, let's try to get better sort of thing. So, and he demands, and he, even in practices, he demands, you know, everyone to be on their A game. Like, he's not afraid to blow everything down line us up on the boards and have us go back and forth until, you know, guys get their heads on the straight. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, but he's also at the same time, not afraid to, you know, crack a joke and, uh, uh, and smile at the same time. So, you know, he's, uh, he's one of those those coaches that you enjoy having around.
4: I wonder, uh, you know, just real quick, sorry. I wonder if, you know, the, the Babcocks and the, you know, the older style coaches are on their way out. What
5: do you think about that? I don't. Think, I don't think they're on. I don't think they're on their way out. I mean, I think you know, look what he's done in Toronto. He's done a tremendous job, but uh, um, it's you know. Kids, I think kids respond differently nowadays to, you know, the criticism and the harsh reality of being under the microscope, you know, when you get to, when you get to this, this pond, there's a lot of big fish in it. So, you know, sometimes when, you know, younger guys and you're hard on them constantly, they shut down, they don't know how to, uh, they don't know how to respond to it because, you know, they've been told their whole lives, you know, you're going to you're going to make it you're going to make it you're going to be there so um you know for these coaches you know they got to learn they got to learn that person's their kids uh personality when they when they get in and uh it's probably got to be the toughest part of the job is to learn that kid's personality and get an understanding of like how to motivate them in a good way and you know come down on them where you, you know you're just not going to shut them down
0: yeah <clears throat> jimmy as a uh Kind of switching gears a little bit, like you know, as a, as a kid, or even now, is there is there any certain uh, goaltenders or, or or players, you know, as you were growing up, but even now in the league that you kind of look up to, that or a goaltender that as you were growing up that was a kind of like a role model or something to you,
1: Chris Osgood. Well, <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh you guys have read too many articles out here. I have to say that because you, <laughs> <I'm using it. laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Mike Richter, when I was a uh, kid in Augensburg was uh he was the guy that I idolized. Loved watching him play loved watching his uh, compete level. Absolutely. You know, obviously what was he, five foot nine at best. Not you know, uh, he, he battled. He battled his ass off every single night. And uh that's who you know I styled my play as you know as a youngster. But uh you know, guys around the league, you know, obviously Ozzy having him here, him being in my corner for, you know, as many years as he was with just uh you know helping me along the ways, um showing me the ropes but guys that i enjoy watching around the league uh pekka René, love watching pekka you know play you know he doesn't he's not one of those guys that relies on his size even though he's six foot five 200 pounds you know he's he's still very athletic in the net you know he uh he's not just being a blocker um You know, obviously, you know, I like watching, you know, the King play uh, just because I don't know how he does it. Then in the crease where he does, but making saves kind of wish I could do that because his movements, not very much Um, carry price. Just because he's so smooth out there, and he makes it look so effortless when when he's on. When he's on, he's the best goalie in the league, and hands down. But uh, you know, I could go, I could go on and on as far as goalie said. <laughs> well, I'm I'm ball. curious
4: to get your perspective on uh, you know the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tuka Rask and uh, Jordan Bennington. What do you think of those two battling? It was
5: uh, it was great. I thought this playoffs was you know. With all the controversy, with, with all the big plays, n- nice goals, big saves and everything, it was, it's one of the best ones we've watched in a while. But uh, those guys, they did what they had to do. I mean, uh, could you imagine being you know, a kid that was January 1st in the American League and then all of a sudden you're starting for the Blues and all of a sudden you rip off this run that just keeps going and going and going and you're kind of probably pinching yourself like, when's this going to end? Yeah, like to be able to, to be able to do that. Now I know he's older, but I still to be able to do that, we, uh, like that just shows you know a lot of mental toughness in Jordan Jordan Bennington. But uh, you know it's uh, Tuka, love him, great guy, one of my buddies. We rode tandem on our bikes together over in Sochi. We <laughs> won't get into that. No. <laughs> uh, uh, he's uh, I I love I love Tuca. He, you know, he's a competitor. He's a fierce competitor. Um, he hates getting scored on. But, he, I mean, he probably would have been their con Smythe winner if they would have won it. Like He would have been my pick if I had him vote. Oh, no. Alright, Shaver, let's bring you in here. Let's talk about the Maple. Stop putting me on the spot. Yeah.
3: <laughs> who who Shaver, is on, on your team, team, guy? What's that? Tell us who's about on the who's, on, who's on our team? Uh, <laughs> we got a couple of new y- young kids this year that are on a uh, one-way contract. We got them from the bowl <laughs> um, they're pretty exciting we got uh eric whitcomb and uh we got a little mullen kid here who's gonna light it up for us um Brandon? once we get their uh yeah once we get their birth he's certificate squared away to sh- yeah to show that they're 30 years old we're gonna be styling i'm not yeah.
4: sure he's 30 though i don't think he makes the cut does he he's not they even know good.
1: somewhere they know someone across the
3: river that can forge us so he'll yeah, be able to.
4: yeah yeah
3: he's gonna be fine we just grease them a couple 30 packs of bud light and they kind of look the other way <laughs>
4: He played for pizza for us. You uh you you guys went up the went up the chain there on that.
3: On uh which one?
4: Brandon. Brand you know, he's you're paying him what a thirty pack you said he was playing for pizza for us.
3: <laughs> oh, he he's not a big drinker. If we give him anything, it's probably gonna be some of those white claws that the little kids like to drink now. Uh, <laughs> hey, Yeah,
1: I, I like those. I'm <laughs> the I
3: figured I I figured that. He would. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. yeah we got Skinner's coming back he uh, played seven games last year due to an injury he uh, poked his finger with a chicken wing and uh, lacerated huh. his other finger t- tying his sweatpants. so we're yeah, going to we... try to get him into a f- full stretch this year he doesn't do, do, yeah. wear sweatpants <laughs> he doesn't wear what oh yeah he wears sweatpants green sweatpants
5: does he wear pants or just sweatpants
3: he wears shin pads and oh, then really? we tape the, the sweat no <laughs> Bobby Peters does this too but i, 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 I think rob rob years i think i think Robbie secretly idolizes skinner which is a scary concept Robbie do wear a jock either. i'm not
4: sure who Skinner is, but oh
3: you don't Robbie. you don't wear a jock
4: oh jesus of course i wear a fucking cup jill
3: say bud it's <laughs> a <Yeah, I> <laughs> jill a medium jill <laughs> <laughs>
4: I haven't been a medium since I was born. <laughs> oh. Small. <laughs> <Pretty> small.
5: straight <laughs> If I played in that league, I'd wear a full face mask. <laughs> just because I know some of the guys that are I'd put two on. That, that that's why that's a full ball like oh, let's make sure nothing get get through. <laughs>
1: So I'm guessing kids referee your league because adult men would not referee your league.
3: Actually, in all seriousness, it's actually okay hockey because you're playing the hard part is when you get to our age playing against people you know all the time because you know them you get on each other's nerves but these are all canadian <laughs> teams we play so it's pretty solid hockey up and down and uh there's usually never really a whole lot of shit really which oh, really? is nice except okay. for when i buzzed the tower on the goalie and launch
1: one <laughs>
5: over his head <laughs> all and right people, you, know what
3: looks like.
1: yep.
5: you guys did you guys ever hear the story about when he came out and shot on me while i was getting ready for world championships
3: oh god
5: no oh, i need to no. hear it oh my god do you want
3: to tell her do you want me to tell it from my from? My eyes, or from we'll get
4: both sides. We'll get both sides.
0: Let's get both sides of this, yeah.
4: Well, give Jimmy right, the you, chance. You tell, you tell your side first. Oh, okay, okay.
0: All right. All right. And then we'll get the real story. No, so
3: he has me come out there when he's training for the world to skate at Joe Louis Arena. And I'm like, I really can do this? He's like, yeah, but you got to wear, you know, full equipment and everything. I'm like, all right, no problem. So I drive out to Detroit, get into some beers, wake up in the morning, and he's like, all right, let's go. So now I've been a Red Wings fan my entire life. Now I'm getting to go to like fantasy camp. So I walk into Joe Louis Arena. I walk in the locker room. I'm sitting there, and he's like, all right, you sit here. I'm like, okay. So Danny DeKaiser comes in, Dylan Arkin comes in, Blashville comes in and introduces himself to me. And he's like, oh, you're Holly's buddy. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, have fun out there today. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. On the way down, Jimmy goes, listen, I know you think you're coming out to shoot on me, but you got to do drills. Like this is a real practice. I'm like, oh, no problem. He goes, you're good. He goes, you're going to puke. I go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to puke. He goes, no, you're going to puke. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So the, the equipment, one of the equipment guys comes over, a young kid, and he hangs a practice jersey up and I'm like, No, but I got my own. I'm not wearing that. He goes, No, no, I want you to wear it. You know, when Jimmy said, you know, you're you're a Red Wings fan, you're gonna have fun. They bring me over like practice socks. I'm like, Listen guys, I have all my own shit. I don't want any of this. I don't deserve it. I'm just here to rip puck. And they're like, No, nope, you're wearing it all. So I'm like a doorknob, I got all this stuff. This kid next to me, they brought in a goalie that would go in D one somewhere and the one of the equipment managers is like talking to him and he's like, Where are you out of? And he's like, Oh, I'm from here and here and I'm going here and he comes over and he introduced himself to me. And he's like, Where are you out of? And I kind of got nervous and I'm like, uh, Riverview Correctional Facility. That's <laughs> awesome. And he can- He just he kind of like looks at me. I'm like I'm Jimmy's buddy. He's like all right, man, have fun. So we get out there. We get out there. I'm wheeling around a little bit. There's pucks. I'm shooting them. They start doing drills, and I just take a knee at center ice. Like all right, cool. This is neat. So his goaltending coach starts yelling at me to come down and start doing the drills with them. And now I'm like for the first time, I'm like all right. I'm a little nervous. I'm gonna look like a fucking doorknob out here. Thought I did okay, but about 45 minutes in, I almost lost it. The ticker almost went out. I had to go to the bench and drink about six Gatorades, and I shot water down my back for about 15 minutes. And that's when uh, his assistant coach, John Torchetti, came over and started, like, kind of giving me a pep talk. He's like, Come on, bud. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You got to get back out there. I'm like, Yeah, I, I, no, I, I know never. I do, but you got to call 911 first, though.
4: Bring some oxygen.
5: Now, <laughs> oh, mind out. you guys, this is, this is 10 minutes into the skate. 45?
3: John 50. But he, he,
5: this he is did. Literally 10 minutes into the skate. He's done about he, three he or did, four drills.
3: And, but he did tell me, he promised I would not and, score a goal on him.
5: And the best part is his equipment smelled so fucking bad you smelled like a <laughs> bottle of brown like, <laughs> the guy they gave like, me oh my god <laughs> what is the problem with your up- buddy I'm like I know I can smell it too. My eyes are watering. Right now. <laughs> like, it smells horrific.
3: They ended up giving me. They ended up giving me Brendan Smith gloves because he got traded that year. They're like, dude, throw your gloves away right now in the trash. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
3: Great story. Uh, but uh, I did get one, just one. Yeah.
1: I was. I thought you were gonna whiz one by his head, or you injured him, or something. No,
5: he was so nervous no, no. to shoot at. Me. It was hilarious. He kept just throwing muffins right at my chest. I was like, can you shoot the puck? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, finally, he tells me. He
3: he told me three times on the ride down, if you hit me in the head, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm like, oh. okay, cool.
4: <laughs> First shot by his eyeballs.
3: <laughs> no. No, it was... <laughs> it was- it was like uh, it was pretty awesome to be
1: yeah, out
5: it there. Sounds like,
3: it
4: sounds like a great experience, yeah. I wish you more on? guys guy cool. shot on me like
5: Shaver did. Yeah. would <laughs> me right in the chest. Shaver, you, <laughs> <thought laughs> you, you crank
0: one out after that? or
3: I I placed <laughs> one in the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't
0: mean, I don't mean like that. I mean, did you crank one <laughs> out, yeah, out after that? Yeah, shower. Oh, yeah, twice. 4.01 on the way home. All right.
2: Right into his
3: gloves. I to, I, yeah, I had to sit in the back by myself on the way home. <laughs> awesome.
2: That's pretty no, sweet. It was,
3: cool. it was definitely definitely cool. So that was, that was my highlight of my
2: hockey career. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah.
5: That's amazing. Can
2: you tell me you ran into, like, um, Kid Rock out there? Jimmy, you're friends with him, right? Bob?
5: Oh, yeah, he's Bob. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, awesome. a, member, he's a member at uh, Detroit Golf Club as well, so... Get out of here. Golf. Does he golf? Yeah. Big golfer, I Does he wear, like, Good a white beater? No, no. When he shows up at the club, he's dressed to the nine. Wow. Look at him. Oh, yeah, he's wearing his sponsored Jimmy John's shirt. I, 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 I'm i one of the very few guys that can give him shit for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because... Yeah we've known each other now for you know 12 years 11 years and i'll I'll be like what what what, is this tour event like he's got (laughs) he's got the slacks on he's got the belt that matches the shoes to the shirt to the hat he's always got a big huge cigar in his mouth so he's he's an awesome dude to play golf with uh but when he gets on the golf course very very serious really yeah like he like he loves golf and he loves loves Benny golf too. Like get to the part, get to the par three third hole. Oh, 100 bucks close to the hole. Yep, taking will take, nice. <laughs> take that, yeah. Actually, I give him two to one. <laughs> well, That's, when uh, when no, we, we uh, what's that? Go ahead. When
3: we when we played with him out at his club, I had to pay him forty dollars at the end of the round, and he took the money.
4: Oh, <laughs> He's taken, you're on the golf course.
3: Yeah. No shame. I'm, I'm like, here you go, bud. This my me For next week.
4: <laughs> Put it in my pocket. Put it in my pocket.
5: How much money has my dad spent on goal equipment for me? Did I take his $40 on the golf course? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: that's funny good
5: stories guys yeah. so,
1: mm-hmm. so jimmy we really appreciate
5: oh, you coming
2: on again man you were like one of our first guests i think you were like episode 11 oh, or something and yeah so it's good to have you back after 60 episodes and you know wishing you oh, the best of luck we, we don't get all the tr- detroit games but we catch you when you when i i always check and see yeah, you
5: play minnesota yeah
2: <laughs> We watch a lot of Minnesota games these these days, too. So. Uh, it's
5: all John. right. Yeah, I enjoyed being on. Thank you for having me again.
2: Yes. Thanks for coming on, Jimmy. We'll be watching Sh- you. Shaver, you want to stay on for some NHL talk, or are you going to hop? Uh, whatever you guys need me to do. This is
3: my uh, third time here. I'm just uh fill up another drink, and I'll stay with you. Third time
4: to right. try. Get your, get your drink in, Jimmy, and bring your A game. Jimmy, good luck this year.
1: And uh, we'll be watching you, man. Thanks for coming on.
5: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great night. You
2: too, Thanks, bud. You You're man. Take All right, care. Jimmy. Thank you, bud. All right, Jimmy Howard. Episode, uh, interview brought to you by King T- Graphics. Uh, another great interview. It's always good to have a local guy on. Uh, for the listeners, Jimmy Howard grew up in a town just 20 minutes away from our hometown. Um, so there's a handful of NHLers now playing from our area. So it's great to see these guys having good success, uh, especially at 35 years old, signing another contract. Everybody was excited to see that up here.
1: Yeah, there's uh, getting a number of players up there in the tundra. What do you got, six or seven now um, in the NHL? Something like that, yeah. Pretty big. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I know Derek brought it up earlier, asked him a question, but uh, a few articles I've been reading said that Detroit's going to be the um, sleeper team, you know, that uh, they got some of these picks. You know, John explained it a little bit. Um, You know, they tighten up a little bit on defense, you know, they could squeak out a, a W when, uh, you know, they weren't supposed to. So um, teams are going to have to be on uh, their toes when they play these guys, especially
3: with Jimmy and that. Yeah,
0: I think their, it's their biggest of, thing, I always, though, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, John.
3: Go ahead. No, like, their biggest thing, though, is they just keep bringing in forwards. They have a logjam, like a legit, like – so I'm thinking that at camp or before the season, they're going to have to do stuff because just numbers-wise, they, they have a ton of forwards. Like a ton. Do you think that will change
1: town with uh, Yazeman in there? Do you think he'll change it up a little bit?
3: Uh, yeah, he is going to – it's going to be completely different for him being a GM there as opposed to anyone else being a GM somewhere else because he is brought in to do whatever he needs, he feels, is going to make the team better. And he's going to get uh, an unlimited time frame. Like they're not going to be on this guy. to be like, hey, in three years we want to be in like Eastern Conference Finals. Right. He's gonna he's gonna wait until these contracts that Kenny Holland gave to some of these guys that were you know pretty long uh, when they're up they're gone. He's gonna bring in some guys and he is not one to uh, if he wants a player he knows he has to give up something and he'll do it. Where uh, some a lot of GMs are very uh, hesitant to trade he, he he'll he'll do it man. I mean he he doesn't care he what he he finds something he wants he's going to trade for it.
0: Yeah, he's not going to be on a short leash. I I kind of thought when he got hired, like I compared it like in the NFL, actually, to like uh, when John Elway, you know, being the GM of the the Broncos, you know, I mean, he's a legend in the town. So he's going to have a lot longer leash than most GMs around the league are going to have as far as building the roster and doing it his way, you know. So um, I think one thing, though, I want to say is it's pretty amazing to have a goaltender like Jimmy Howard, 35 years old. Rob, how old are you? 38 38 Rob has bed sores can barely walk around you know I mean this guy's playing. I am, a, and, I,
4: am a criminal,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean this guy's playing in the NHL I mean I'm kidding Rob but this guy's playing in the NHL and uh, you know it's, it's amazing that you got guys with longevity it's great to see guys with longevity especially in the league where everything's going young you know GMs are hiring younger coaches bringing in younger players, guys are coming out of college, contributing, coming out of juniors, contributing right away. I mean, so it's it's really neat to see a situation like Jimmy Howard because you just don't see that as much anymore. You know, it's, it's kind of few and far between now. Yeah. No, it, it,
3: it's really cool for him too because he kind of had to change his game three or four years ago. Um, you know, he battled back and he's kind of changed the way he plays to add to that longevity. But, you know, to be in the the league as long as he has. And I mean, even from being in the North country, there's people that just like he's a three time all star played for the Olympic team. He's like top 10 in U.S. goalies, all time wins. And like people don't even really realize. It. I mean, he's had a, a pretty, pretty special career.
2: Yeah, I think he's is, he is underrated kind of. Yeah.
3: John, just
1: real quick. I, I know um, Adam and Ray, is that what you say? That came from, uh, went to Detroit from Tampa. Um, yeah, the, yep. What's what's the scouting on him? Obviously, uh, Stevie Y wanted him up there. Uh, is, does Stevie like him or what do you see in him? I haven't heard much about yeah.
3: him. Yeah, he's he's more like a third-line grinder guy that would probably kill penalties for you. But that's like mm-hmm. we were saying earlier, like they have a lot of that. Like they still have Helm. Um, they got Glenn Zenning. Um, some of the younger kids are going to run out of a place to play, and he's bringing guys in. Um, when he brought in Philpola, that kind of pushed from Nielsen to either play second or third line center, depending on who's going to do what. He brought this guy in. Um, the Rasmussen kid's probably going to go the A because he couldn't go there last year because he was 19. Uh, you got Zadina, who was the fifth overall pick last year. You got Volano, the kid he was saying he, he thinks is real good. So yeah. I don't know. I actually I'd never really heard of the kid um that he brought in from Tampa, but obviously like you said, I mean he's familiar with him and he liked him, so he brought him in for a reason. Yeah.
2: What's their what's their cap space like right now?
3: Uh it's they actually have some, but next year they're gonna have a ton. Are they still do they still have um
2: uh, still paying for um what am I thinking about here? Robinson? Captain. Zetterberg? Yeah, Zetterberg. Yeah,
3: they still but his, him? He, Yeah, but he had one of those contracts the NHL got rid of where he got, like, 80% of it the first, like, seven, eight years. And, like, I think if he played this year, his contract was only for a million dollars. Oh, so that's yeah, but he's long-term injured reserve because of his back, so it doesn't even matter anyway. But even if he did, I mean, it's his contract. Like his last two years was nothing. Front hmm. loaded.
4: For me, I mean, for me, just having Stevie Y come in, I, I think that changes the outlook on the you know from the team perspective. You know, the guy's a legend. Without going into any details, you know, and, and diving into his background, I think that just changes the the air in the locker room to to begin with, even if it's the same team. I would think that having him come in gives everybody a whole lot of, uh, you know, wind in their sails or whatever you want to call it, just new energy. Yeah,
3: new energy. Yeah, absolutely, because now you you got a guy that was, you know, a perennial 90-point guy, and they could never get over the hump, and Scotty Bowman comes in and tells them, you're going to play defense you're not going to get 90 points anymore, but you're going to win the Stanley cup. And it took him a year to get it through and, you know, to change his style. And he changed and then went on a a tear and they were probably the best team of the nineties. He won three Stanley cups and, you know, was getting 60 points, but winning cups. And now you got a guy who's an all-star, like you said, he's going to be your GM. He's been there. He's done it all. So there's a little different, uh, you know, when he comes down and talks to you, it means a little something more. Not that these other guys don't have respect, but you know, like you said, without getting into anything, he's fucking Steve Iserman.
4: Yeah.
1: Yep.
3: <laughs> he's fucking Steve
0: Yzerman.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that that holds some weight. <laughs> little little bit, little bit.
1: What do you think yeah. about Minnesota, John? You you watch Minnesota at all? You, oh, you I, keep an eye on a little bit.
3: Yeah, obviously to uh, watch Greenway play, and uh, they picked up what Zuccarella. Um, I yes. like watching uh, Souter, Aprizi, obviously. Um, I, honestly, I, I like Boudreaux as a coach because he kind of uh, lets the boys do their thing. You know, uh, that that's kind of frowned upon in some places. But you know, like Jimmy said, with uh, you know, if you guys go out and tie one on, and you show up the next day and win, why do I care? Sometimes playing guilty is okay.
4: Yeah, they <laughs> they like,
3: the, one, out there.
4: the one thing i would yeah, say i i I don't care for is that he changes those line lines up so much i would want to have at least one person that i'm skating with on the regular um and it, it seems like he shuffles that fucking line all the time
5: the lines yeah. that is the lines. yeah that's
3: tough to yeah like you said to uh, find some consistency if you're at least You know they're they're flipping your left winger every time. You can kind of deal with that if you're playing with the same center or the same right wing. But yeah, he he puts the lines in a blender sometimes and really fucking changes
2: shit up. (laughs) Mid mid game, all the time. Doesn't matter. So uh, Connor McDavid, I guess he's uh, rehabbing a PCL. Pat, you can explain that better than me as far as your therapy goes. But uh, what's going on with that rehab? No. Yeah,
1: he's just rehabbing a PCL tear that he injured April 6th versus Calgary last year, their last uh, game of the year. Um, but according to <clears throat> most of the guys in the front office up there, that he'll be skating um, when everyone jumps on the ice here on the sixth or eighth or whenever they start. Um, but uh, I'm sure they'll take it easy on him. I'm sure he'll he won't be in you know the full you know, sprints or things like that or doing deep squats. But uh, PCL tears, nothing. He'll be right back out there. I mean. He
2: actually, he actually came out and um, was talking a little shit about, you know, uh, McAvoy and some of these restricted free agents about not signing and not showing up for camp and stuff like that. I don't know if anybody saw that. but
1: I didn't see that.
2: He was basically saying he that he had no doubt when he was going to sign his contract that he was going to be at camp and he was going to hold out and Kind well, of
1: he's on a guy. little different level, wouldn't you say? Than fucking- <laughs> yeah. yeah. John, what's your well, take on Connor? Do you think he's the best player in the NHL? No. Who's your best player?
3: Uh, as I've, uh, I've hated him forever, but I've, as I've gotten older, um, <laughs> and I've you got more to, meds. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I guess learn to appreciate him is, uh, until Sidney Crosby retires, he's the best player in the NHL.
1: You think Crosby is? All right.
4: Do me a favor and tell me why, John.
3: Uh, because uh, <laughs> I, he, he plays both zones now. Uh, he can kill penalties. He's awesome on the power play. He makes every single person around him better. And I don't know firsthand, but everything I've ever read is there is no one that works harder in the NHL than him. He works on, like, weird things. And then it kind of clicks for him during the game. Like, if you listen to some of his interviews, like he puts pucks in weird spots and shoots into open nets like 20 times at the end of practice. And then, you know, all of a sudden in the game, that bounce happens and he just wings one that net and it goes in because the goalie's not ready. He's very, uh, I don't know, he's just, not, that, I hated him because of the Pittsburgh Detroit thing in the middle, of, you know, 2007, 2008. And everyone called him Crosby, but. I guess as I've gotten older, you kind of understand. He had some.
4: I, I'm with yeah. you. I, I respect him as a player. I, I don't care for him yeah. much, but I, I do respect his skills. He's very good.
3: And, and I guess, uh, yeah, the other thing is, too, getting a little inside info from, you know, guys that play in the league said he's uh, he's a great guy, but he just doesn't open himself up, obviously, because, you know, he has such a spotlight on him since he was 10 years old. But, uh, yeah, I I, I don't think uh, anyone's better until
2: he leaves. I guess he's a I guess he's a workout freak. I don't know if you guys saw that interview with McKinnon, he was talking about it, how they train together up in you Nova know, Scotia or something. And mm-hmm. um, like I guess they have houses next to him. McKinnon has like a brand new weight room. It's like state of the art and Crosby makes him go over to his old um, gym and work out over there. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't let him work out in his own gym and then they're running hills one day. And like uh, Crosby had beat him like the first nine, and on the tenth one they were running up the hill, and he was winning. And Crosby grabbed his foot, fucking tripped him, ran up (laughs) to the top of the fucking hill to win. So he's just a competitor, (laughs) and I guess he's just you know workout freak, and you know at that age he's putting in the time to still be one of the best players in the league. So Crosby and
1: McKinnon were uh, their parents have been longtime friends forever, and Crosby went to Shattuck Saint Mary's Prep School. Minnesota, and that's where Nate McKinnon went too. Um, McKinnon's always been working out, hanging out with uh, Crosby since he was little. Yeah,
3: just just a little tidbit there.
4: John, do you see Pittsburgh making it back to the the finals or what? Uh, they
3: they lost some pieces, and I don't know if the Murray guy is ever going to catch that lightning he had for the two straight years because he looked awful. Uh, I don't know. He had some injuries last year, and I know he uh, his father passed away unexpectedly, so that's probably not something you easily deal with during the season. But he didn't look like the same goalie. Um, you know, there's still Malkin, uh, you know, still Crosby. He got with Tang. Um, they got rid of Kessel, which, I mean, there's 30 goals every year where you got to replace. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The East is pretty good, man. Florida Panthers are going to be nasty. Barker.
0: Yeah, Quen- Quenville is going to change that culture there too. Speaking about changing cultures with a, with a, with a GM or a head coach, but we got Absolutely. Jay Heinbock oh. coming on. Yeah, we got Jay Heinbock coming on next week actually who's uh you know in in the Penguins organization so we can talk to him a little bit more about the outlook for those guys too. So Yep.
1: Are you excited about New Jersey? John, Are you uh excited to watch them play?
3: Yeah, they got really good, really fast
4: <laughs> i thought so too i thought so too i'll be you know you have to wait till the season fucking plays out but
1: i'm excited
4: yep
1: how many days they
2: got yeah <laughs> Not many it's like 18 18
1: 19 games
2: nice so john, a couple did goalies you, retire too you want to get into that or no
1: oh I, john did you go to an outdoor game this year
3: was that uh, too? no no. uh All no, right. that was the that was the one they had at uh, Michigan Stadium. You
1: went to that, that one.
3: Was, yep. Okay. Yep. We went out to that. That was uh, that was a trip. It was pretty weird. there's a 100, and I think the final number was 109,000 people there. Okay. It's That's... uh, it it never got above eight degrees,
2: <laughs> and
3: we were outside for ten hours because we got there early to tailgate. <laughs> uh, you're drinking drinking beer and it's turning into like a beer slushy fireball uh, was, yeah. It, yeah no fireball at the time which was a big oh, no. mistake but
4: <laughs>
3: yeah
1: it I, was I uh, actually uh, i went ice fishing once on the st lawrence river and it was so cold that the the whole top of your beer can was just froze like ice slushy
3: yeah and we stood the whole entire game because you just like it was i guess it was just there cool to be there and say you were there but uh in all honesty <laughs> I'd probably never really want to do that again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> A little painful.
3: Yeah, it was, man. I mean, I'm just there, like, I was like, ah, oh, this is cool, but I'd rather fucking be inside watching this right now.
0: No doubt. I mean, when it's that, when it's that cold and, like, you're standing, man, your joints fucking freeze and hurt and everything else, so.
3: And, yeah. and Michigan Stadium is all concrete. So, it, like, your feet froze first and then you're done.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yep. So it's you just Michigan, stood there man. like. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> even do that. I don't think I could take a piss. I think I was froze <laughs> off.
4: Shaver, we we basically, you know, skimmed over the restricted free agents not signing. But what do you? I mean, where are you on the? You know, the not holding out for um, you know camp and everything, or going to camp, or do you think they should hold out? Where are you on the? Um, not signing. I, I don't
3: know. Like I, I don't know. It's hard. Like I don't. I guess I don't get it. Like you're going to get paid. Um, It's hard to tell someone I'm worth this and they're going to tell you, I don't think so. But like in Toronto, they created their own issue by giving Matthews all that money. When for me, I believe Marner's a better player. And now you're, you're looking going, okay, you gave him X amount of dollars, but you only have, you know, eight left. Give me, I'm worth 13 all day. Right. you know mcdavid took took a discount like like sully said he kind of dictated what his was going to be because he wanted dry to stay there and he get his money too kind of like crosby did so Malkin could stay and you know but those top five top ten guys yeah of course you can say i'm only going to take this and then you know they're going to throw in something else for you like tavares gets uh his jersey sales mm. sure
1: that's Apart huge. when
3: when when you're John Tavares, you can say, all right, I'll take a couple million less, but I'm going to go on my Jersey sales. So now you're making up and probably making more, but not everyone gets to do that. Right. I think you should just go and let it work itself out. But you know, you go into camp and you get hurt or something. So I kind of see that aspect too, but I don't know. It, it, it's tough. I guess it's all the person, you know, sometimes it gets messy and other times it's just like, I don't think Marner's playing in Switzerland. I think that's a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, Austin Matthews was his former team, right, and they're best friends, so that kind of it sounds yeah. like a little insider information, kind of uh, a white-collar lie, like it's not going to happen. But a lot of the, uh, you know, no one's going to sign until they find out what Mitch Marner's doing, right? I, I don't think McAvoy or, uh, you know, all these big RFAs um, are going to sign until they find out what he's doing.
3: Well, uh, some of the forwards might, but like McAvoy, I think is a, uh, I mean he's eight million dollars.
1: Right, but on I think GM, I just think the teams well, are holding out, and you know if if they get a chance to you know throw some money out to get him on the team, they're gonna do that. So or even trade yeah. away, trade away some guys. Right,
3: right, yeah, but I mean like the, the 4 I'm just saying like the forwards and the defense, obviously they're paid differently, but. Yeah, they're they're waiting to see who's getting what and how much they're getting because you don't want to be the guy to overpay. But like right. when Montreal offers offer sheeted Oho or Aho, mm-hmm. the people in Carolina were probably pumped because they were probably going to pay him more yeah. than Montreal offered him. So that guy was like, "Geez, thanks, bud, you just locked him up for five or six years yeah. less than what I was going to give him, and thank yeah. you for doing that." Yeah, you know, I think so he actually said that. <laughs> You're yeah
4: over,
3: it's like what are you never doing? there for that yeah yeah i mean it's like okay great good offer sheet thanks i don't have to negotiate at all now we're done
4: we're not paying yeah. another penny more than that
3: right yeah you're good see ya thanks you just negotiated the contract for me appreciate it
1: yeah yeah and i don't know if he might go over there and work out i doubt it I, i'm sure he'll stay right here but you know th- that was big news you know two three weeks ago and now it's kind of been Swept under the rug, but uh, you know something's got to happen here in the next two three weeks. It's going to be big news all over again.
3: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what'll happen. That they Toronto doesn't have the amount of money that they know he's going to get. I don't know where they're going to come up with it. Uh, they have to get real creative. He doesn't want I, I, everything I've read. He doesn't want a huge like an eight year deal. He won't they do a want bridge a lot deal, they said. Yeah, he's not going to do two years at ten million a year. He wants uh-huh. to get paid. I mean,
1: no bridge deals. If, his agent said. So, I mean,
3: to me, it sounds like
1: he's going to have to go somewhere else, unless I, he takes I, the they, top.
3: I don't think there's a chance that Toronto lets him go. And if you can't, oh, I mean, yeah, you, you have can, to. Yeah. There's no way you it can should. let him go. I mean, that, no. I mean, there's there's a way to make it work, and I know that they don't want to do what they're going to have to do but they're going to have to pay the kid because you're not losing him. I mean, if you do that, yeah. uh, that town, that town's going to implode. Yeah. That's and crazy. It, and
1: it's a, it's a fair, I, I agree with it's a fair argument to say that he's better than Matthews too. I gonna not say, sure. I, think, I,
0: I think I kind of agree, honestly, with that assessment when you said that, I mean, I think some people would be kind of shocked to hear somebody say that kind of thing just because, I don't know. I mean, Austin Matthews gets put on a festival. I mean, you know who been a big martyr advocate from the get go is, uh, the, the doctor here i mean he, he talked about him a lot uh. last year marky i mean he's he's a hell of a player dude And like you say like you say John you cannot let that kind of talent walk out of the building i mean it's just ridiculous to even kind of consider that you got to make it work you got to find the money you got to do something because i mean the other names might be a little bit flashier than him but you can't take away the talent
3: That's and nice. and he he uh, he's he's the type of guy that makes his own play. Um, I'm not saying Austin Matthews doesn't because there's a lot of times where he'll beat two defensemen by himself, but Marner dogs it out of his own zone and he makes the people around him extremely, extremely good where Matthews is more of a, you know, get me the puck and I'm going to score. And he's going to, I mean, the kid's got probably the best release in the NHL, but if I'm the GM and I have to pick, I'm taking Marner just because overall he's exceptional at everything.
1: And if they got rid of Marner, I I would bet Matthew's goals would uh, decrease because he's got over three quarters
3: of uh, the assist uh, um, Matthew's goals. Exactly. I mean, I know Marner only probably had in the mid-20s, but he had 94 points. I mean, you're talking he's a playmaker, but he can put it away too. Yeah. I think think you're going to see Matthews in Phoenix before it's all done anyway.
1: Yeah, he just bought a $11 million um, house out there in uh, Phoenix, and uh, Clayton Keller and uh, Kristen Fisher will be living in it this year um, while he's in Toronto with his family, but uh, yeah, he just bought a huge $11 million house in Phoenix on a golf course, and uh, a couple of his buddies that he played at the development program with um, will be staying in there this year, so...
4: Those, those
3: guys are pretty pumped
1: <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs>
3: Not a yeah don't so mind you know. that spot on the mattress <laughs>
1: yeah yeah right and you're right john i i wouldn't be surprised if you see him in a coyote's jersey
3: eventually oh yeah that he's he's gonna go there and, and i'm him and babs i i've heard don't really see eye to eye babcock doesn't believe he's a leader and there's only so many times you can hear that
4: he doesn't even mm-hmm. wear a
3: letter for Toronto. I mean, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, we had that argument on the last podcast. Like, who is not the franchise player of Toronto? Like, he's that's Austin Matthews. Like, who? When's the last well, time, besides Matt Sundin, has there not been a guy like Austin Matthews? Where right, they- he,
3: he's. Uh, I think they're still stung by when uh, they had an awful lot of Americans there. I don't know. That's kind of a, <laughs> in all seriousness, they they yeah, had a ton okay. of Americans. Uh, they weren't making the playoffs. That kind of was looked upon as some of the issue. Um, and, you know, Mitch Marner's a Toronto kid.
0: Yeah, yeah that's right. He's
3: from, he's, he's from Toronto. So, you know, push comes to shove. Uh, I don't think they're going to let him go. Not that anything's going to happen to Matthews right now, but I don't see his, I don't think he will play his entire contract out in Toronto. I would almost bet that.
1: Yeah, especially when you wanna once you got some money in the bank, you wanna retire or not retire, go to some warm.
0: Yeah, right. Sure. Right. There's a there's a lot of big name guys out there still though. I mean, besides the guys we're talking about. I mean, you're talking about Patrick Line, Kyle Connor, Brock Bozer, Braden Point, I mean Miko Ratten. I mean, there's a lot of players, like I guess, you know, Pat, like you're saying, I think it it's gonna take Matthew kachuk another one um, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take I think it is gonna take like a dot like a certain you know peg to kind of fall here before you start seeing like a flurry of moves going on but see what happens I guess going forward but there's a lot of I mean these are kind of a strange point of the in the year to still see these big names out there still kind of unsigned which is a little peculiar but see what happens one of them's gonna fall and it's well, gonna all come into play
3: well Winnipeg is always a tough one too because no one wants to play in Winnipeg
0: yeah,
3: it's like yeah.
1: playing in Ogden'sburg or Canton. <laughs> in, in,
3: in all seriousness, it's like a huge negative recruit. Like, when was the last time? It, and seriously, it's when like was the last? Like the Nordiques
1: time that, back in the day.
3: Right. When was the last time Edmonton or Winnipeg got a big free agent? Someone that sure. willingly chose to go there.
0: Sure. Yeah.
3: yeah. You can't name one. They don't. They don't want to go there. Yeah, no. Nope. Who the, the hell does want all, to go there? it's freezing cold. It's all the town has. Like, so you're constantly like looked upon, like your kids get chirped in school. Your wife gets chirped in the supermarket. It's all they have. It's, they don't, they don't want to be there, but obviously in the, you know, they're not going to like, yes, I would really like to work things out. No, you fuck that. I want to go to, you know, I want to go to Arizona. I want to go to San Jose, send me to Tampa Bay where there's no state income tax. Thanks.
1: Yes, your,
3: your <laughs> yeah. wife gets chirped at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. That's a plus. <laughs> yeah. What's up with your husband last night? He was minus three. <laughs> That's funny.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it is. And you have to, like, invent, like, I guess if you're in a town like that, like, you better be playing, paying real close attention to who your GM is and who your, you know, your scouting department is because it depends, like, entirely – on your fucking, you know, the system of scouting and bringing in uh, players out of college and stuff like that, because, like you say, you're not you're not going to get it's, it doesn't have the draw of other areas. So uh, there's a little bit more weight put on a GM or a scouting department up there for sure. Yeah.
3: Yep. You, you yeah, better have like a good a, farm good farm system.
2: Yeah, I always wanted to play at MSG. You know, that's an easy one, right? But how many kids yeah, are right. saying, "Yeah, I always wanted to play in Winnipeg." Yeah. <laughs> It's like the yeah. Eric Lindros story. I
1: don't know if you guys know that. Uh, you know, when he was getting drafted, the Quebec Nordiques wanted him so bad. But uh, him and his father were just adamant that he was not playing in Quebec just because it was a small market. So eventually, uh, you know, they passed him up on the uh, the their first pick, and then he went to the Flyers. But, uh, yeah, you're right, John. It's just who the hell wants to go to Winnipeg here? Uh, some of those cold, cold places.
4: I mean, I bet they could find plenty of Canadians that would want to go out, you know, <laughs> go back to their hometown. You whatever.
2: would, Rob, right? You'd I'll, go I'll, play, play, up I'll
4: and, play. I'll play for the league yeah. minimum out there. Yeah, no doubt.
2: <laughs> play for a twelve pack
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: It, it's so fucking cold in Winnipeg. They have underground tunnels for people to walk through to get through the city. Flock that place.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other news in the NHL, we had some goalies retire. Um, the recent one was Cam Ward retired after 13 years in the NHL. Um, Robbie, you were saying he signed a one-day deal with Carolina?
4: Signed a one-day to uh, to retire as a Hurricane. He's a legend in in Raleigh anyway, so everybody loves him here. I'm not surprised. Yeah.
1: Stanley Cup winner, Smythe winner, Hurricane goalie leader in all categories. Signed a one-day one, uh, contract. Uh, it was actually on the news. Uh, Robbie and I are living in Raleigh. Um, so it was on the local news tonight. They, uh, Don Waddell signed him a one-day one contract just so he could retire as a hurricane, which was uh, pretty cool. Uh, another guy that retired, Mike McKenna. Shaver, you probably know him. He, he played at St. Lawrence for a little bit. Um, yep. came on the podcast a few uh, episodes ago. Uh, he's actually an NHL analyst now. Um, he retired, he finally hung the skates
2: up too, so
1: a couple, uh, and then who else down in uh,
2: LaLongo down in uh, yeah is Retiring the number one this year. Yeah, so. Don't forget to <laughs> Did mention, you see
0: McKen- McKenna was the uh, all-time uh, winningest American goaltender in the AHL too, I and mean, that's, that's a big accomplishment for McKenna. So. Oh, that is good, yeah. yeah.
3: That is cool. I don't Did know, I thought there
0: was another goalie that retired. What's
3: up? Did you see how Luongo announced his retirement?
1: No, just I forgot you know how
3: maybe. he he tied his pads together and then threw them over the uh, telephone wire like they do with like sneakers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Done.
3: Did he really,
1: or is that just a joke?
3: No, I'm dead serious. Did he? <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> that meant when you that, throw your shoes on the telephone line that you're selling weed or something. It does.
3: It does. It does but he threw his pads over. And that's how we retired.
0: A lot. Of, there's a lot of shoes hanging in the bird. <laughs> yeah, there is.
3: There's, there's a lot of a lot of barefoot people. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Uh, what other news hey, going on? Who's that? Uh, who's the Edmonton player there? Uh, Shaver Jesse Pulajev? Pools, he signed over.
4: there. Yeah. What he said.
1: He went, went back to
4: Finland. Re- yeah,
1: he went back to Finland. I saw that was kind of weird yeah. because he went pretty high in the draft. And he's a big boy. He's got some skills. I just don't know what the problem is
3: out there in Edmonton.
1: What's your take city, on that? Uh,
3: the city of Edmonton.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I, I think
1: Edmonton's much better than I think Calgary and Edmonton's okay. I, I out of all the Canadian cities, Edmonton, Calgary. Is where I would want to go. Fuck Montreal. (laughs) Fuck Ottawa. Winnipeg. Fuck that place. I'd want to go out west. Yeah, I've been
3: if I I, I was going anywhere, I'd go to Vancouver. It's beautiful. It's far off the beaten path. It's uh, there's other there's other stuff going on than hockey, so they're not lunatics about it. Um, But it's all what you want. I mean, do you want that pressure? Do you want to you know go out? side and you know grab some food and have people throwing shit at you and yelling at you or do you want people to you know walk by you and you know
1: chirping your wife at the grocery (laughs)
3: store right
2: yelling at her for holding up the line
3: (laughs) (laughs) couponing she's
1: couponing
2: yeah i'm gonna need to see see your receipt did you pay for that stuff
3: yeah you fucking shop like your husband skates slow get out of here (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah that's great well, boys! Pretty good episode tonight. Um, we had the King Tut Graphics interview with Jimmy uh, Jimmy Howard, and uh, obviously Shea Shea Jim was on the show with us tonight. Appreciate you coming on, John. Uh, great insight on what's going on in the NHL, and I know you're good friends with Jimmy, so we appreciate you um, coming on tonight for sure.
3: Always very very fun to be on, boys. I appreciate it. You uh, you do an awesome job with the show. It's fun to listen to. Thanks, Thanks for buddy. coming on, John. Good talking to you, buddy. It's good. All right, you good too. To hear your voice. Well, you're the first person that's ever said that. I appreciate it. I got a face for radio, <laughs> you know.
1: Well, oh, I got to lie a little bit. We're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good, hear, good hearing your voice, John. I miss you, buddy.
3: Yeah, I miss you guys too.
1: Take it easy. Love Thank you. Man.
3: All right, boys. All right. We love you. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. I'm packing for Buffalo tomorrow. Big preseason game.
4: Nice. Go oh, Bills. Ooh. Yeah, go Bills.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah, go Bills. I'm gonna have to get the uh, fucking roster out to sign- find out who's playing because no one's gonna be there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> be careful cool, in the parking. Be careful in the parking lots out there, man. It's Pretty crazy.
3: No, we're no, we're we're all Bills fans, and we're taking the whole entire family. We don't bring them to regular season games, just preseason. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> smart move. Smart move.
3: Yeah, no doubt. All right, boys. Have a good
0: night.
1: All
2: right, all right John. See you, everybody. All right. See, see ya. Great, great insight from uh, Johnny Shaver tonight. Um, I love having him on the show. Um, also, who's coming up next week? he too you want to get us a little rundown there?
0: Yeah, we got Jay Hindbuck coming on, um, Pittsburgh Penguins scouting department there. Um, it should be interesting. Perfect time of year to have have a guy like that come on, for sure. Give us some insight as to what's going on in the offseason. Um, He's also. We can talk to him a little bit about, uh, you know, St. Lawrence. He spent some time coaching at St. Lawrence University um, as an assistant with, I think, Joey Marsh. Right. So, uh, um, be interesting to talk to him a little bit about all that kind of stuff, about the his his history in in the game, and can uh, ask him a little bit about the renovations at St. Lawrence. Uh, that
4: that place. Uh, I hate to cut in there, but that place, just from the pictures we've seen in the updates, it looks incredible. I mean, I know yes. I love, you know, I know I love that place no matter what, but.
0: No, it's pretty neat. Like I drove in, I drove in front of it. You know, like the entrance. You know what used to be the entrance. It's all cut off now, and it's going to be all glass in the front, um, which is pretty neat. And so you're going to be able to see, like you know, if you're sitting by the, you know, lots of snow. Yeah, you'll be lots of snow. But it's it's going to be neat to because they have the whole like just seeing the whole front cut out. It kind of gives you like a perspective because you can see all the. You're going to be able to see like. All the way through the rink, you're going to be able to see the bleachers from the outside. You know what I mean? it's it, That's kind of neat.
4: It looks like it opens it up, like, huge just by having, you know, it's almost like putting a mirror in a room. It's an yep. optical illusion, but it looks like everything is opened up. And then they've kept the, you know, the nice wooden seats, which I just love. I mean, yep. Yep. there's something Just having,
1: there. and that's true, Robbie. I mean, if you walk into Rob's bedroom, he's got the mirrors on the ceiling, and it makes ah. the room just look...
4: Makes
1: so his much big. That's yeah. That's
5: he
4: yeah,
2: it'll be good for St. Lawrence. I think that might help bring some ticket sales back to uh, St. Lawrence. Uh, they had a couple down years. So that'll be good for the community. I think a lot of people will come out just to see the new rink and give some new life to that team. Yeah. So it's good so stuff for St. Lawrence.
0: But yeah, yeah Heidenbuck next week though. It'd be a good one. Uh, get, get some good insight as far as the Pittsburgh Penguins operation too. So it'd be be, yeah. a, be a good interview.
2: All right. Don't forget to check us out at our website, blue and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. You can catch all of our podcasts on most of the major platforms as well. So whatever platform you use for your podcast, we should be on there. So check us out. We've got 71 episodes now. So plenty of listening for you and uh, stay tuned for next week. And uh, we'll have Jay Hein back on. All right, fellas until next week keep your stick on the ice
4: yeah
5: will oh
4: doctor Real. keep your head up